welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came and here home. he is, Jerry Springer, Every ladies day. and gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> this is a nice day. You know, I, I love doing this. Sometimes I get to feel like we've never left. I know. It's really, it's really weird <laughs> how quickly they come back around. <laughs> hey, a little bit later, we're going to hear uh, a Canadian group. That's and they, right. They were with us a week ago. We asked them, please come back. They're touring. And yeah. so they were yeah. able, they were in the vicinity, they're able to do it. But it's uh, Blake Berglund uh, and his band from Canada. They're and they very, are They were excellent. Can't good. wait to hear them again. You're going to enjoy that. And also, uh, I'm going to ask Jerry to talk about some craziness that's in the news lately. Uh, people calling, I mean, like cabinet members and ranking senators calling President Trump a moron and quoting the chaos in the White House, calling it an adult daycare center, et cetera. Hmm. But uh, before that, I get, as I've mentioned here before, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to take a stab at the number, probably 1,000 emails a week that I get. Take and another stab. Seems very likely, Gene. <laughs> you. That you yourself you didn't write. I yeah. <laughs> but I guesstimate it to be about a thousand emails. And I go through them. Uh, I'm the executive producer at the Jerry Springer podcast and I read every one. And I thought, you know, Gene, and I said that to myself, I sometimes do that. I Gene, say, you know. Gene, you ought to come up with a, a plan to shrink yeah. down the number. So I thought, all right, this week I'm going to pick the smartest email, not the funniest, not the one well, with the most that. pathos, but a, the smartest one. Smart one. Okay. And I thought... So what'd you get? I thought, well, damn, I'm the right person to do it because I'm an intellectual, I'm highly educated, as you guys know. So I picked the smartest email. Uh-huh. So One, two, one, two, <laughs> testing. We'll let, we're going to let that one slide. Go on, Gene. What's that email say? said, I, I listen to your show weekly, and your last show made me think of Boyle's Law that says that at standard temperature and pressure, the pressure is inversely proportionate to the temperature. And since, as the existentialists say, existence precedes essence, I was wondering, why do you, as I watch your episodes on Facebook Live, always sit with your back to the music area? Have you seen his face? <laughs> <laughs> So they're speaking to you specifically? I think so. Okay. Oh, yeah, wow. they must be because so. you're the only one with the back to the music area. It yeah. seems to be almost a series of questions. How many times will Jerry ask the old man about his hearing aid? How many seas will the white dove sail? Oh. And, wh- yes. and why are there two spellings of the word sail, S-A-I-L versus S-A-L-E? So much to think about, Mr. Galvin, so little time. By the way, you are the glue that holds the show together. <laughs> written by Bonnie or no, by your no, brother? No. I, <laughs> yeah. You should form a union with yourself and refuse to do one more episode until Mr. Springer and Miss Hills give you more money. Yeah. Double, yeah. by the way, can you get me tickets for Spring, Mr. Springer's TV show <laughs> and Miss Hills' phone number? Ooh. Is she on Tinder? If so, maybe you could get me her account password. <laughs> Peace out, sign anonymous. That was a yeah. very interesting yeah. email that I got. Yeah. Could you be anonymous? In the email. <laughs> Could you be anonymous? In the email it's, stack. Yeah, that, huh. it's amazing what we get. I thought we should ask you, Megan. Yeah, Jane. Um, listeners, and I get this feedback too a lot. I get this in the you grocery store. You don't get store. any feedback. 
The listeners are all Has here in ever, this room. <laughs> I get this in the grocery store. Don't yeah. ask me why. Yeah. People say, I've got this mental image of Megan Hills, and you describe her as a professional businesswoman. You are. Yeah. Uh, and they, they say, you know, I, I got her pictured as a woman in a business suit, maybe a smart pair of heels. And then you tell us that she went camping yeah. in Red River Gorge in Kentucky. Yeah, we went down the past A lot of rock weekend. faces, a oh. lot of trails. Yeah. What happened? We're having trouble awesome. picturing that, how, how that, how you did that. Well, I didn't wear the business suit or the heels. You didn't. <laughs> I didn't. It was actually a question from Frank if I was going to, but no, I did and not. And Frank is, can we call He's him your... He's my boyfriend, yes. Your boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. So we Rumor has it that at Casey Campbell's wedding, <laughs> you're going you're to gonna kind of mouth the words and try to get a free... I'm going to smack you. <laughs> ...wedding out of it. <laughs> I'm a smack you. So that's not true. Then. That's not true. Ooh, no, we went camping. <laughs> but, but but if he pops the question, why do we say pop the question? Don't know. Yeah, but if he pops the question, he's not. Yeah, but he might. <laughs> well, he could. He's not. Yeah. He's not. Uh, could so, I perform the ceremony? Be- I I married people when I when I was mayor. Oh, dear, sweet true. Jesus! I oh, wouldn't yeah. that you're mayor just of Cincinnati. Be my I, I I that was one of my functions. I tell you what. You want to make my father, who just had his heart done, yeah, right. yeah. have to have Daddy, another heart. I'm getting heart married, and Jerry Springer is going to marry us. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. Well, a couple. Rabbi Jerry. Ra- Rabbi Jerry is going to. Yeah. Marry I'm not sure us. if any of those mar- marriages took. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to, to find out up. if anyone is still that would married. Be that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. There must be a way to figure that yeah. out. Well, and I'm the executive producer. I, I should be able to figure out how to. Track that backwards. Let's yeah. Sure. Or get it, records. You know, put uh, on the website. Court. If if you if Jerry married you. If if I'm married, <laughs> that's actually a yes. pretty funny idea. Yeah. <laughs> Where does your marriage stand today? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and the proof would have to be that because I signed the uh, the document. The wow. document. You did. Um, you, I, you you did work as a lawyer for a capital case. Yeah. Once because yeah. you are an attorney as well. Yeah. D- is Where that is man still going? alive? Well, <laughs> did, did he get executed? <laughs> or, I mean, no, you did defend somebody in a capital case. Well, Didn't you it, get him it off? turned out to be, a, a, it, it actually was a traffic ticket. And it became a traffic ticket. But you And I got it down to 25 years. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah, I, well, wow, I wasn't strange. that good. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> you camped for a couple nights? Yeah, we say? went camping for a few nights. We went did hiking. some hiking? Yeah, it was beautiful. We were up... Um, Close to, like, if you know where the Iron Bridge is in Red, and River, Red River Gorge. Gorge yeah, which, we, by the way, is an amazing place oh, in central Kentucky. There. Yep, gorgeous. It's a phenomenal place. It very was very popular. busy this weekend. There was a climbing convention down there. So no there kidding. were climbers all over the place. Um, yeah. So it took us a little bit longer to find a site. But, yeah, no, I mean, we put up the tent. We cooked outside. Did you hike down into the gorge? We we did a little bit. We were up. We did the suspension bridge and all that. No, gotcha. We just kind of hiked around. But okay. turns out Frank can really do a campfire well. So we had, like, stew. Good. Like, we made stew. Oh, and man, had sounds it was great. It was and really Red River weekend. Gorge is notorious for some people going in there and just getting stoned out of their brains, right. or getting drunk. <laughs> right. But you didn't do either one of those. I, honestly, no. no, because I'm not. I'm not in the woods that often, and I don't feel comfortable getting wasted in the woods. So yeah. <laughs> I get yeah. injured. I'm very prone to injury. So yeah. I figured that probably wouldn't be a great idea. So yeah. we had a little bourbon and we made yeah. stew. <laughs> we were pretty low key. <laughs> Actually, sounds like a lot of yeah. fun. Oh, it was fantastic. Were it was you great. blunt? Was I no I mean, Jerry? <laughs> I mean, you're speaking bluntly no, about I'm, it. I, I was not blunt, Jerry. Yeah. I was not blunt. This um, man and his, this man and his cooth. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Hey, uh, I hate you. There, there, and, and I know we're uh, joking around a lot, yes. but it seems lately in the White House there are a lot of I don't know if they're jokes or not, but people calling Donald Trump Secretary of State calls Donald Trump a moron. Yeah. Ranking senator from Tennessee calls him uh, alleging there's chaos because of his presidency, yeah. and it's an adult daycare center. It just seems like a joke. Is it a joke, or is there a serious side to all of this? Uh, there is a serious side. I mean, obviously, the Trump presidency has given late-night comedians a, a whole new career. I mean, the shows are all about Trump every single day. And it's becoming clear that there's a real serious side to this that is scary, and it's not about any particular legislation necessarily. I mean, just look at this one week in the life of this president, uh, his secretary of state, after Trump had undercut him, because the secretary of state had said, you know, we still have some communication with North Korea, and, you know, so that's kind of a good thing. You, you want some people talking um, so they don't immediately go to firing off nuclear missiles. And Trump says publicly that, you know, Mr. Secretary of State, he doesn't call him that, but Rex, you're wasting your time. There's no more talking. There's going to be action now, you know, stuff like that. And so Tillerson at a meeting calls the president a moron. Now that, of course, was, whoa, you know, if your secretary of state is calling the president a moron, that, that became a headline. And Tillerson then went out the next day or two days later and, had, and gave a talk a short little talk to the press about how he really loves this president, how the president is great, but notice he never ever denied having called him a moron. So that's the first thing with that statement. The second thing which I find incredibly interesting is that virtually no one disputed the fact. I mean, no one would <laughs> said, forget whether he said it or not. The debate was whether he said it or not. There was no one on the Republican side that stood up and said he's not a moron. <laughs> you know, wouldn't that be your first line of defense? Not if you called. So that struck me. Then you had Senator Bob Corker, who is not only a uh, respected uh, leader in the United States Senate, a Republican, he is chairman of the Senate Foreign, I think it's Foreign Relations Committee. Right. If you're in the House, it's foreign affairs. And in the Senate, it's foreign relations. That's because senators are too old to have affairs. So that's how you remember it. <laughs> so, right on, boom. yeah. OK. But anyway, I had to really work that in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you got that in. I was a stretch. Well, sir. look how I work it in. <laughs> no, but anyway. And then so Corker says in response to a question, because because there was a story about how Tillerson, the Secretary of State, Kelly, Chief of Staff, and Mattis, Secretary of Defense, how the three of them have what was quoted a suicide pact, that if any one of them got fired, they'd all quit. And Bob Corker, the head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, said that would be horrible because those three are the last line of protection we have against the chaos of this president, the chaos in the White House. So here you have a Republican leader of Foreign Relations Committee and basically saying 
the White House is in chaos. And if it's not controlled, it could lead to World War III. This is not just another headline. You have a serious person. This is not like a radio talk show host, you know, trying to stir people up. This is not some guy on Fox News. This is a legitimate, serious person in charge of international affairs for the United States of America and our security saying that we have a person in the White House that, if not controlled, could lead to World War III. Never in our political history have we anyone, any respected person, say something like that, even about World War II. Because no one knew at the time there would be a world war, and certainly not with World War I. This is astounding, and we just pass it off as, as, as another day. So I guess what I'm saying, with all these comments about Trump, you know, he's a moron, there's chaos. Oh, then Corker said, as Gene said, um, you know, it's like an adult daycare center in the White House. Well, the truth is, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, except for a very few people in this country, we all kind of know that. I mean, isn't that really the truth? Even people that support Trump will say, well, yeah, it's a little bit of a nut job, but I like him on business. I like him on the taxes. Or, he, you know, I, I knew he was going to pick a real conservative for the Supreme Court, something like that. But no one disputes that this guy is a loony. And now let's think about that. As the head of the Senate Foreign Relations chairman said, his finger really is on the button. And so is the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. His finger is on the button as well. So we have two madmen literally could blow up the world or start a world war or send off nukes. Now, somehow we live in this, well, it can't really happen. It's not going to happen. It's just bluster. Well, let me tell you why it may not just be bluster. Two things have happened, very unsettling. When Trump undercut Tillerson and said, you're wasting your time talking to uh, Kim Jong-un, what that basically says to Kim Jong-un even if there are people under him in North Korea that are a little more sensible and really don't want to blow up the world, because no, they would be destroyed as well, even if they sent off a missile, North Korea would be wiped off the map, along with South Korea and all the people living there. So they don't want that to happen. But if the President of the United States is telling his Secretary of State you're wasting your time and undercutting him, then that is a signal to Kim Jong-un, what's the purpose? So he can say to his own people, What do you want me to make a deal with him? Trump's not going to keep it. And what really put it over the line was now he's trying to pull back on the Iran deal. Well, every country is agreeing that Iran is living up, in terms of the nukes, is living up to its side of the deal. We may not be happy with the rest of the deal, but on the nukes, Iran is living up to its promise. But if a president, if Trump can come along and say, I'm not going to pay attention to that anymore. I don't care what deal was made. We're not going to fulfill our side of the bargain. After pulling out of the Paris Accords, what 
We have now told the entire world, which can't be taken back, we have told this world that a deal with America, any negotiating, any peace treaty, any pact on any issue can be withdrawn by whoever the next president is. There is no reason why any country would make a deal with us in a difficult time. Imagine we have our missiles all pointed to each other and someone at the last moment is saying, let's get a peace deal. Let's pull back the missiles. Let's take us back from the brink. Imagine during the Cuban Missile Crisis, if there wasn't a way for Kennedy and Khrushchev to make a deal finally, where the Soviets will pull back their missiles from Cuba and we would dismantle six months later our missiles in Turkey. If no one believed that a deal would be followed, we would have had nuclear war in 1962. That's where we are now. There is no reason for Kim Jong-un to all of a sudden say, okay, I'll be reasonable. I won't send off these missiles. He's probably saying to himself, I've got no option. They haven't given me an off-ramp. There's no way to save face and get out of this. We're just going to have to maybe try a limited war, do something. But Kim Jong-un knows that the only way he can stay in power, the only way is power over his own people, is by having these missiles, because otherwise he'd be toppled. That is what this idiocy of Trump has brought us. So it isn't just fodder for late-night comedians. It's that we have told the world that making a deal with America only lasts so long as the president wants it to. That if Trump can come along and undo everything Obama did, then any deal made with Trump, even if he did make a deal, even if Trump suddenly says, okay, I'll stay in the Paris Accords, okay, we'll keep with the Iran deal, we've now told the world, well, he'll, he'll deal with it only so long as he wants to. And who knows who the next president is? Maybe the next president will undo everything Trump does. He has so damaged America, he is no longer a joke. Trump is now a threat to our security. All right, and this evening we would like to welcome back to the program Blake Berglund. Welcome back, Blake. Hello. Oh, you're back. Hey, thanks, guys. Blake and his band come to us from Canada, our neighbors to the north. Yep. <laughs> and you're doing starting on your U.S. leg of your tour, is that correct? Yeah, we left home on September the 10th, and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be getting back to Saskatchewan on the 24th of October, and then we literally turn around and come right back down here. Very um, cool. The next song we're about to play is called Rain Delay, and, and Belle and I have put out a 7-inch vinyl a few years ago, a duet project, and we're following it up with this opportunity to go into... We, we've been contacted by a little boutique label out of New York to do sort of a straight to vinyl cuts in That's real time, cool. uh, pre-order. You, it's a, what are we doing? We're, we're, <laughs> recording, we're recording a single straight to vinyl and it's available for pre-orders. And then that night we play at the Rockwood Music Hall in New York City. Very, oh, very cool. Deal. You've got for us this evening, you said Rain Delay? Rain Delay. So that's the song that we're going to be recording next week. And... Uh, a little bit of a lighthearted cowboy tune. Excellent. Can't wait to hear it. Mm-hmm. 
Santa boys is how we talk, turning to sleep in and in land and out the second car is chill. more of Blake's music, you can go to their website, Blake Berglund, that's B-E-R-G-L-U-N-D.com. Of course, you can go to jerryspringer.com, too, and check it out. What else do you have for us tonight, sir? Well, we're very appreciative that you're a rather liberal crowd, so this is a song about uh, horseback riding and marijuana. Woo! Uh, No, we've come out in favor of horses. (laughs) It took Jerry a while to get there, but yes. (laughs) I don't let the chips fall with it. I'll wade into a drink hole Water to the bottom of my hand Cut leather bound stirrups as the sun dipped Melancholy chill on Montgomery Creek My last dipper red man My first real herd of the evening And a twist, one tighter than the cinch Of my saddle, it'll take to an evening ride I got a 13-year-old Palomino mare With a need for a contact high And if the marijuana makes me miss them 
tell her tales about the women of the winter and the lost love in my life. See, I gotta learn the hard way. I'm always rushing back into love by chasing on another. And I can't there's a back of plan. Please go check them out at blakeberglin.com. And we thank you very much for coming back with us this evening. Our you can pleasure. come back anytime you yeah, want. Yeah, that was we a lot of fun. I mean, you'll have to pay your own transportation. but other than that. <laughs> He's not sending cars for you like he does for Cuba. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind taking us out on that lovely tune down by Absolutely. the Riverside, and, and Jerry Springer's I just want to say thank sure. you to Jerry for the stance that you take in politics and the difference you're making oh. with your podcast. We appreciate yeah. it. And so I am announcing today. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Just leave the checkbook with me yeah. and it's all right. writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.